Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We're in week two of our Invisible series. This series is all about faith, and I love preaching about faith, because faith takes what is invisible and it makes it visible. Faith creates. Faith brings life to death. James 1 says this, and you're going to enjoy this scripture. All of you who read it love this scripture. It says, consider it all joy. I need you to say joy. Joy. My brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Lord, that you say that your word is, a, is like fire. Lord Jesus, you say that your word breaks stones. Lord God, you say that in Jeremiah, and I thank you today that your word goes out. Lord, I pray that our hearts, Lord, would be open. Lord, that they would be malleable. Lord God, that, they would be, that, that the word would fall on good soil today. Lord, and that lives would be touched and changed in Jesus' name. This morning, we're looking at the faith test. Who's excited? James tells us that our faith will be tested. And that's a good thing. Because the testing of our faith produces something. The testing of our faith, the Bible says, produces endurance. It produces uh, perseverance. It produces persevering faith. James says, let uh, perseverance have, it, has, have its perfect result. I want to encourage you this morning to let it have its result. Don't abort. Some people go, oh, that's just a little bit too hard, God. I'm going to step back. I'm going to pull back. I'm going to abort. Don't do that. God is up to something. In the, test, in the faith test, God is up to something. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, not lacking in anything. We all like the end result, right? Who likes the sound of that? Perfect, complete, not lacking in anything. Yeah, there's some stuff that happens before you get to that point. Praise God. It's not accidental that at times we face tough circumstances. It's not accidental that... In those circumstances, something begins to happen in our faith in God. Tough circumstances are something God uses to strengthen and grow our faith. And even though it's not something we'd sort of put our hand up for and say, yes, pick me, God, pick me, the very circumstances that have the potential and the power to turn us from God If we will allow him to, he will do something in us to make our faith stronger and to make us more complete in him. 
The best illustration of this comes from a, a story from the Bible that, it's a story about Jesus, and you're going to be familiar with this story. You're going to, I'm going to start reading it, and you're going to jump to the end and go, oh yeah, I know what happens. I want to ask you to slow your mind down. I want to ask you to, to try to experience the story with the characters. Because in this story, just like in life, in this story there are uncomfortable things that do not make sense. This story can raise more questions than it answers, but it can teach us so much about growing our faith. Are you ready? Good. In this story, Jesus allows something very negative to happen and he allows it deliberately so he can grow someone's faith. Who likes that God? We don't like that God. He allows something to die so that he can grow people's faith because faith brings the dead to life. This is a passage from John 11, verse 1 says, A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. So all three of these characters were very close friends of Jesus. He ate in their home. They supported him financially. And and their brother, Mary and Martha's brother, gets sick and they send word to Jesus. Jesus was two, maybe three, four days away. And here's the message. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. Lord, your dear friend. He knew who it was. He knew who they were talking about. See, Jesus healed many, many people, many, many people while he was on earth. He, he healed strangers, people he never saw except for once when he healed them. In some cases, he healed people he'd never even met. He said the word and they were healed. So, of course, Mary and Martha, Jesus' friend, would call on him when their brother was sick because they knew that he loved Lazarus. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. Do you know that the negative situations in our life can be for God's glory? They can be for God's glory. I like the glory when you get up and receive an award and you can just say, oh, thank you very much, everyone, but let's give the glory to God. You know, that's the, the easy glory, in a sense. It's better than the story that we're going to read today because Jesus is saying, well, that's good, but there's another program. In fact, this one's a more effective program. In this program, something negative comes into your life and I allow it and then I turn it around and I make it for my glory. This building is a, is a great example of God coming and turning a negative situation when the, rece- when the receivers took lots and lots of money, went into receivership, sorry, the project managers, and God said, don't worry, I'm going to turn it around for my glory. I'm going to get some glory out of this, and he has, and he will continue to. So although Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, There was something about their relationship. It wasn't just an average relationship. He knew their names. He knew where they lived. He'd been in their home. This was a special relationship. So although Jesus loved them, he stayed where he was for the next two days. 
He did exactly what you and me and Mary and Martha and everyone would expect him not to do. Has God ever done that in your life? He gets word that not just anyone is sick. He gets word that his friend is sick. And he says, guys, sit back down. We're not going anywhere. And for two days, he did nothing. And you felt that in your life. I can guarantee it. God, help me. God, God, I need you. God, I'm calling out to you. God, you know I need a job. You, you know what I need. God, are you listening? God! And we might go from, from asking to begging. Come on, God. And then we might go from asking to begging to making deals. God, if you'll come through, God, I'll be at church every week. I'll, I'll, I'll tithe. I'll send my children to the mission field. Nothing, nothing, there's nothing, nothing makes a difference. Then after two days of inactivity, after two days of Mary staring out the window, is he coming? Can you, Martha's over there with Lazarus, you know, making sure he's okay, watching his every move, and, and she calls out, can you, see the, can you see the teacher? No, I can't see him yet. So they swap. She goes over there, and Martha's over here, Nothing. And they ask everyone that comes up the road, did you, see, did you see Jesus? Did you see the teacher? We sent word for him. We sent word because the one that he loves is dead and we haven't, he hasn't come. And Is he there? And they slowly watch the life go from their brother's eyes. And then Jesus said, he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was, was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. What? He's dead? Yep, he's dead. You already know he's dead? Yes, he's dead. Then why didn't we go? I don't understand Jesus. He's the one that you love. Why didn't we go? And Jesus says, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. Why? For now you will really believe. For now you will really believe. Jesus looked at the 12 disciples who, who he was going to hand this whole thing off to when he, left earth, when he left earth. And he sees them and he knows what they need. And he says, for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. Even though I love Mary. And even though I love Martha. And even though I love Lazarus. And even though right now they are very disappointed. And they are angry. And they don't understand. Even though all of that is going on in their world. I am glad that I wasn't there for your sake. You want to know why I'm glad? You want to know why I sat back down? You want to know why we stayed here and he died? And those, the sisters' hearts were broken? We stayed here so that you will really believe. So that you will really 
believe. Faith, is that important to you, Jesus? Yes. Yes, it is. So come on. The story's not over. It may look like it's over to you, but the story's not over, so come on, let's go to him. And off they go. You might be here this morning and you think the story's over. I'm telling you right now, don't you stop. The story's not over. It doesn't finish in verse 15. It goes on to a lot more verses. I think it goes up to verse 40-something. There's a lot more going to happen. So Martha sees Jesus coming down the road. And she comes running out to Jesus and she falls at his feet. And she says, what you and I have said to God in some way, at some stage, you have said something like this to God. Martha says to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. This is your fault, Jesus. Jesus, I have seen you heal strangers. I have seen you heal people you didn't know. I have seen you heal people who didn't deserve to be healed. I heard that one day you healed a Roman centurion servant, and they're the enemy of God. I don't understand. This is your fault because you love me and you love Lazarus and you love Mary. And if you'd been here, why wouldn't you come? Why wouldn't you heal your friend? I thought you loved us. And she says, but even now I know this girl is so good. But even now... I know, which means, but even now I believe, and even now I trust, that God will give you whatever you ask. She may be down, but she's not out. She's still got something on the inside, and it's called faith and trust in God, in Jesus. She's angry, she's hurt, but she hasn't lost her faith. You may be in that situation today. You just hold on to that faith. Don't let it go. She says to him, I've watched. I've watched you, Jesus. And I know as broken as my heart is right now and as angry as I am, here's what I know. I believe God will give you whatever you ask. And that's why I called you when my brother became sick. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And he's talking now. He's talking now faith. Because now faith is. Faith is now. He's talking now your brother will rise again. And she's thinking, well, look, I know in the future. She says, Martha says, yes, he'll rise again when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus says, hmm, you don't have it yet, Martha, but you're going to get it. I am, he told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Martha, get ready. I want to tell you something. You are right that God will give me whatever I ask, but it's actually more than that. You are right that I am a miracle worker and that, that I could have saved your brother, but it's more than that. This is big. This is bigger than just here today. This is for people who will live hundreds and thousands of years into the future. He looked into the future and he saw you sitting at C3 Church Watson today. This is for you at C3 Church Watson today. 
Jesus said, I am personally. I am the resurrection and the life. And that's what that moment was all about. It was about who is Jesus. He's gonna, he said, I'm going to make a statement you haven't heard me make yet. You are looking at resurrection. And you are looking at life. You see what this whole thing's about? It's about Mary and Martha and the whole world. I want you to believe me. This is about faith. This is about your confidence in me and what lengths I would go to to grow it. I would go to this length. Who's uncomfortable with that length of what God would go to to grow our faith at times? I'm uncomfortable with it. It's the preeminent way of honoring God is to say, I believe, and therefore I trust, even though right now in the natural, I see very little to hang my belief on or my trust on. That's faith. Do you believe it? Do you believe today that no matter what you're facing or what you have experienced, you can still put your trust in God? She said, yes, Lord. I've always believed that you're the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. I believe. I believe, Jesus. I believe even though you didn't come. I still believe. And right here is where our faith is tested. Right there, when we face things in our life, when prayers go unanswered, when the unexpected happens in your life, when tragedy occurs in your life, when the doctor says the unthinkable in the life, we say to God, despite, despite what the circumstances are telling me, I still believe this is not over. It's not over until you do what you, only you can do. Do you believe that? Jesus asked to be taken to the grave and he, he stands out there with all the mourners. And verse 35 says this, then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? Jesus who could perform miracles, he was just about to. Jesus who was the resurrection and the life. Jesus who knows what he's about to do. He stopped at that moment. And instead of rushing in to do the miracle, he paused to feel exactly what Mary and Martha had been feeling, exactly what you have felt when God might not have come through for you, exactly what you felt when you said, God, I believed and I trust and I keep trusting, but you're not doing anything. What's going on, God? And Jesus paused, and he's saying at that point to you and me, I know how it feels. He wept at that grave. He feels and he mourns with us. And then he did the strangest thing. He said, Mary and Martha, would you, would you have your servants remove the stone? And they're thinking, Jesus, we called you days ago, and you didn't come. And do you understand that if we remove the stone, it's not going to smell good? It's 
going to stink. And he said, didn't I tell you that you would see the glory of God if you believe? Didn't I tell you? Right here in the mess of life, right here in the, the stench of life, right here in the anger and the disappointment, I'm going to move, so move the stone. And they did, and they rolled away the stone, and then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, his hands and his feet bound in grave clothes, his face, un, uh, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. And Lazarus came out of the tomb living. If the band can come up now, that'd be great. And here's how the story ends. I told you there was an end, good end of the story, verse 45. It says this, Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. Believed in him. There is a connection between the circumstances we go through and the growth and development of our faith. God wants to grow and develop our faith. I'd like you just to shut your eyes right across this auditorium. Jesus called Lazarus from the grave. And as I was praying about today, I believe that there are some people here today, but you're alive, but you haven't left the grave. You're still stuck in the grave, in the situation, in the disappointment. And the Holy Spirit is here today. When, when, when Jesus called Lazarus to come out, they had to, he still had his grave clothes on. It's like you, you, you carry the mourning, the, the, the disappointment. It, it's, it's like something that you wear, that God wants to, to take that off today. He had grave clothes on, they had, he had to take off, and he had his face wrapped, and they had to unwrap him and let him go. And in Jesus' name right now, Father, I pray for every person in this room that needs to hear today. Lord, that you begin to unwrap. Lord, the mourning, the disappointment. Lord, the I don't understand. God wants you to step out of it, to take a step away from it. It's not, it, it, it has, it's who you think you are and it's not who you are. Father, I pray for every person. Lord, Holy Spirit, that your power would touch those that need healing today in this room.
release and let go. Where the trust has been broken, God, I pray that you would come right now and heal that. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.